It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Aaron Hogan. Rod Babers. Hook em up. 1019 AM 1260. The Horn. Hook em up rolls on hour two of our five hour Thursday conversation with you. We'll include a rant from Rod Babers. First of two today. What are we ranting on today, Rod B? Some NFL news, notes, and nuggets. Love it. Never dies. Never slows down in the National Football League around here. Also, college football. We'll also get some bullish or BS and talk uh, National Margarita Day. Always fun to talk some margaritas. By the end of the show, we need a Mount Rushmore of the best margarita in Austin, Texas, or Central Texas. I like that. Somebody said, hey, guys, the Mexican martini is a margarita with olive juice and no ice in the glass. So essentially very similar. I know, I know my wife likes the margarita, the Mexican martini. Thing, right? Where you put it in the shaker rod. Yeah. Put it on the salted rim. Oh, yeah. It's nice. Similar to a margarita, but not exactly a margarita. Because uh, frozen margaritas are frozen, and margaritas on rocks are margarita on the rocks. Frozen margs are my thing. You got a good frozen marg. You can do, it. do you have a favorite uh, spot, Rod, that you think of when you think of it, or just wherever you happen to be? Wherever, wherever I go, I'll get are. a good frozen mark. I mean, I got good frozen marks in a lot of different places. Hey, City Store's got good frozen yes. marks. Uh, Indeed. Chewy's got good frozen marks. Chewy's is a quality frozen mark. Yeah, I mean, you can get a good Actually, quality frozen mark. Probably more. It's probably easier to make than the, than the regular margarita, uh, the one on the rocks. The one on the rocks, I think it takes some skill. I think you can just kind of get to get a good frozen marg in, you know, a lot of different places, at least more places than you can get a good marg on the rocks. Cover That's three. Theory. This one here says cover three top shelf marg is a winner. So is the 1800 at uh, 1800 marg at Flores. See, there we go. And you mentioned mm-hmm. Hay City Store and Ice House out there in Driftwood. You can They do margarita uh, little mini oh, flights. Of, oh, the flights are great. Well, they do four oh, different flavors. Fantastic. And they kind of come in the little small. You can do those frozen, too. Yeah, you yeah. can do those frozen. Oh, and man, uh, those are great. Straw on each one, and you get to oh. taste. You get uh, kind of like a, it's like a margarita and a half when oh. it's all said and done, but you get the, the different mm. flavor palettes. Oh, you know I'm what I mean? I'm a fan. I've done that a couple of times at Hayes. Yeah. Done that a few times. It's good stuff. It's a good way to go. Oh, that's good a way to go. great way to go. You know, you always can't make up your mind. They got good flavors. They can't make up your mind. Well, you don't have to. You can have a flight, and then you're like, you know what? From now on, this is my, this is my mark. That's my go-to. I love that. That should be a thing, actually, in more places. Shout out to Hayes. That should be a thing in more places. I agree mm-hmm. with you. Hey, can we go uh, get you the headlines here, the top stories of this Thursday morning? There are plenty of them. Top Gun Reynolds and Lonica, we bring it to you, and we'll start in college football. And, yeah, just a day after voting unanimously to approve a 12-team college football playoff for the 2024-2025 seasons, the idea of a 14-team college football playoff starting in 2026 was discussed at the ongoing CFP meetings in Dallas yesterday. CFP Executive Director Bill Hancock acknowledged the idea was discussed but declined to provide specific details, said there's uh, still work to be done. The CFP Management Committee, which is made up of the FBS commissioners and the Notre Dame Athletic Director, are pushing to finalize a deal to consummate a television contract over the next eight years. Three lingering issues remain unresolved, access, distribution of money, and governance. Hancock said the issues need to be resolved within the next month. 
uh, to Texas football. Just one day, or one season away from, after what, just one season away from the 40 Acres, Chris Gilbert is returning to Texas as a member of Steve Sarkeesian's support staff. Program announced late yesterday that the former director of high school relations for the program will return to serve as a special assistant to head coach Steve Sarkeesian. Texas basketball, fifth-ranked Texas women ran their win streak to seven last night with a 77-72 win over Texas Tech and Moody Center. Uh, Amina Muhammad and Taylor Jones combined for 35. The win keeps the Longhorns in second place in a tie with K-State in the Big 12 standings at 12-3. and They're a game back, those two, a game back of first place Oklahoma with three regular season games to go. Uh, after the game, Vic Schaefer not too happy. He didn't like the effort. They got the win. He said he were lucky to win the game tonight. After spending the first two weeks of the season on the road, the second-ranked Texas softball team played their home opener last night at McCombs Field and, man, promptly posted their fifth run rule win in their first eight games. They pounded Houston Christian 14-1. to The 8-0 Longhorns will now host the Lone Star Invitational Tournament featuring uh, Louisiana, Colorado State, and 12th-ranked Stanford. This weekend, games begin tomorrow. Uh, after their six-day All-Star break, NBA action redooms tonight with a full slate, including the Texas Trio, Mavericks hosting Phoenix, Kevin Durant and company. Uh, Houston is in New Orleans, and the Spurs continue their rodeo road trip in Sacramento. Horn headlines brought to you by Top Gun Rentals and Lawn Equipment. A new year and a new store. Come see our new beauty location at 200 Trademark Drive to rent, buy, or repair any construction and lawn equipment you need. TopGun.net, we'll shoot you straight. Yeah, it's... Uh... <laughs> I don't think it's a coincidence that immediately after the news breaks about the new format of the college football playoff, then they announced the news that they were considering expanding the playoff right after that. Not a coincidence. I mean, they're just, I think they're just making sure the public is ready for that conversation. The college football fan, just that, that they are ready for that conversation when it inevitably happens. They're going to expand. Well, I'll give you – my yeah. opinion is I hope it doesn't go past 14. I yeah. think 14 is the right number. I mean, I think 12 But you agree fine. they're going to expand it, right? I do. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's really yeah, – for the long yeah. haul. But, I yeah. look, I mean, uh, I know there are more, 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 you know, college football teams than pro football, but pro football has a 14-team tournament. Yep. And that's plenty. All yeah. right? That's a good number. But what's the what's the division two? What do they do? Is it, what is it, like twenty four teams? What are they? How many teams do they have? Do I'm we not know? even quite sure. What yeah, but they have like right. They have like twenty it's something. Larger. Teams. Yeah, it's pretty large. So maybe I'm not saying they're going there, but I'm saying at least they have a model about a larger football playoff. You yes. Know what I mean? Well, and the argument, as we said earlier, from you know the Big Ten commissioner Tony Petiti, is that you know the more spots you have, the more late season, regular season games gain import. Because you can, you know, even a two-three loss team can make can, a run, make a run get late, hot, get hot, get yeah, into the tournament. That's exactly right. Um, and build to. We talked about this yesterday. Yeah. yeah, it's better storylines. Right. You, you, you need more. It's a TV show. I need more storylines. If a TV show goes on, I need to add more characters. Can't have the same characters over and over. Got to add some characters, make some new. I got. I need some new storylines, and that's kind of what he's throwing out there. And that's that's what's going to get you big ratings. Well, and it, you know, just like in Major League Baseball, the wild cards, right, have kept more yeah. markets involved. That's exactly right. Um, the, the the fan market is still. Hey, man, we're 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 an average team. We're five hundred right now, but we could actually make a run at the wild card, get ourselves into the playoff, and have a chance. Selling hope. Yep. You, you know, <laughs> and keeping more fan bases involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and and at the edge of their seat, right, uh, for the TV show. So, yes. yeah. Uh, but, you know, 12, I think I'm, I'm fine with 12 if they kept it there. I do think they'll, they they want to add for more opportunities to get more teams in. Um, also, that's going to make more money, though. Sure. Um, they, 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 yeah, they're off for equal opportunity, but they're also about making straight cash, homie. And that's what it's going to do. It's going it's to – and I guarantee you they may even go back to the net. I mean, what, what they what they purchased it for, $1.3 billion? $1.3 billion. Honestly, they probably – they got it on the cheap. They may want to try to renegotiate this thing down the line, too. Maybe they'll leave it open for that. Keep it at 12 and be like, hey, we want to renegotiate down the line. 
for a 16, y'all got to pay a little bit more. And it will be interesting because I said in the headline, uh, Bill Hancock says that they want to have this thing in, 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 within a month uh, to be able to send to TV networks and uh, the TV mm-hmm. network. So, yep. uh, I, I mean, I do think that is uh, pretty interesting uh, to oh. see where this goes. Hey, Rod, before we get to your rant, I mentioned okay. that uh, Major League Baseball, uh, spring training underway. Mm-hmm. But I saw this, our, our friend Jeff Passan, who's been on the show many times, he's, he's one of the best in baseball as far as an insider goes. Yes, sir. Um, here, here's the way his first, you know, yesterday story dropped at ESPN.com. Uh, Major League Baseball expansion is coming. It's just a matter of when and where. And it says, well, the timeline for MLB to go 32 teams remains a bit murky. Commissioner Rob Manfred recently said he hopes to have a process in place for the league to expand to 32 teams before he retires in 2029. Uh, it came down late last week into the weekend that Rob Manfred is going to serve. You know, that's, that's his plan. He's going to retire as the commissioner of baseball in 2029. Uh, of course, the commissioner was lauded for pushing for clock rules and uh, changing rules, shift rules and things that improve the game of baseball. Rob Manfred's got some, uh, some push right now as, a, as the leader of the, of the league. And uh, so he wants to expand to 32. They've been at 30 since the Tampa Bay Rays and the Miami Marlins came online, mm-hmm. and they think it's time to go to 32. And there are plenty of candidates, and as you'll hear Jeff Passan say, it's not it's about if they're going to expand, it's when and where. And he says, uh, he says, we asked our MLB reporters to break down the case for uh, the leading options for franchise uh, expansion. And number one on the list is Austin slash San Antonio as the number oh, one option for expansion. Slash San Antonio. Are we talking about cre- creating one new market or something? Well, that, that would that? be the question. and Because then, then you've got to work with city which, government. Which one is it? Because we, we know those are very different places. Very different places. <laughs> um, <laughs> they think it's one market or something? Come on. Well, I, it would be a, it would a metroplex. Be, it would have One to day be, it will be. It would have to fa- <laughs> I mean, the argument would be it would have to favor Austin as I would far as so. location. Yeah. But it could also feed her to San Antonio. They basically want that fan base. They, like, they want access to that fan base, too, because they know they're not getting anybody from Houston. They're not getting anybody from Dallas because those are Rangers fans and Astros fans. So, they're like, you know what? There are two major cities in Texas that don't really have a baseball team. The money's in Austin. All your billionaires are in Austin. All your corporations all your, are in all Austin. All your so we luxury want the, boxes will be yeah, sold so in Austin. Yeah, so we want the corporate sponsorship. We want the billionaire. We want the, the affluent access of Austin. But then we do want them San Antonio fans because they got, you know, in terms of population, that would give us more access to more Texans, Texans fans. Yeah, and obviously yeah. because we have the Texas Rangers, it can't be called the Texas whatever. Uh, it says here yeah, that uh, – yeah, I see what they want. I see, I see the vision. Um. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the most likely nickname it says here, Rod, Austin has the largest urban bat population, so the Austin Bats. I think that would that would be a clever name too, obviously, because uh, it's not terrible. You, you hit the ball with a bat, and you yeah, got the bats. You got the double, the double meaning there. Double meaning, it's punny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. So and, yeah, no, that's not and bad. And you could sell a lot of a lot of merch with bats. A lot I mean, of people merch. like that. If you especially if you do a really a really cool you know cool design and stuff, you can sell a lot of merch. Oh, with for that. sure. Um, um, Representing Austin too. No, I. I'm with you, so it would be Austin, whatever, and then I'm assuming trying like, to cater maybe, to the San Antonio fan base because trust me, a lot of San Antonio people don't like Austin. Right, that's just straight up. Like a lot of Houston people and Dallas people don't like Houston and Dallas. Well, they like baseball. There's, they like baseball, but I'm just saying, like you call it Austin, you ain't gonna be selling a lot of merch down there. They're, uh, they're, they're prideful in their place. They're not gonna be buying Austin merch. Yeah, well, I mean, you'd have to name it. You know, you know what I mean? You got to walk that line. Yeah, somehow. Well. You, Look, it's a, it's a baseball, you know, obviously with the, the success of the Round Rock Express, um, you know, baseball into, even into the South Texas. Now, the Houston Astros would have some, maybe some objections to this because they are, you know, two and a half hours away in Houston. But mm-hmm. uh, these, these are separate cities. I mean, Austin's now the 31st, 35th TV market. San Antonio's 31. 
You know, Austin's uh, 2.4 million in, in metro area population. San Antonio's 2.6. But look, essentially, the infrastructure. I mean, the idea of putting in a downtown stadium in Austin is a pipe dream. It's not going to happen. No. The city of Austin will never get behind it, never never allow it. It won't happen. Yep. Uh, now, yeah. that would be unbelievably cool to have a baseball oh. stadium right along, Ooh. you know, Lady Bird Lake and, you know, be able to go down to a ball game. That that would be incredibly cool. Traffic McGeddon every oh, yeah. every year of the game. But if you look out to the west where the Tesla headquarters is and then south, you yeah. have Circuit of the Americas. Mm-hmm. You've got a tollway that uh, is ever-expanding, ever uh, and you could build a baseball stadium in that area out near the airport, potentially, Rod, yeah. and have pretty easy access down 130 That's to true. San Antonio. But it also would service the Austin Metro, and uh, you know, and even folks who people who go to the airport know if you live out northwest and north, you can get to the airport down the tollway yep. and down 183 now, which is now open. That's true. Pretty easily these days. I mean, it costs you a toll, uh, but you can get there. Um, used to be a, a pain in the rear. It still is for some areas of town, but uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, to be listed by Jeff Passan and the folks at ESPN is the number one. Spot and the number one location. No, it makes sense for Major League Baseball. Now, can you make it all work politically? Can you get? I mean, obviously the the I've always argued that the the Ryan family, uh, Nolan and of course Reed Ryan, and what they've done with the Round Rock Express should be involved in this. They know everybody. They do. They've got deep pockets and friends with deep pockets. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know how this area, the pol- the politics of this area. I agree. Uh, and if you put a you know if you put a, a new stadium here, you know along that line or down. San Marcos, I don't know, along the 130 corridor somewhere, cater to both. You know, the Round Rock Express could still be the Round Rock Express in, in, in Round Rock. There's no reason you yeah. couldn't have a major league team here and a minor league team there. We see it in, uh, you know, Houston Astros, they're, they're AAA teams in Sugar Land. Mm-hmm. Same kind of yeah, thing, right? That's exactly right. So uh, we'll see. Keep an eye on that. Austin and San Antonio slash number one uh, as far as baseball expansion. Number two on the list is Charlotte. So uh, Nashville is on that list, Bowman's too. Bowman too. Vegas would be on the list, but the Oakland A's are trying to move to Vegas. Yeah, it's happening already. We already know that. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's, that's in the works. Every professional league is getting a team in Vegas. So, the, the NBA will be next. Yeah. Trust uh, me. Nashville's a name, too, but the top two, Charlotte and Austin San Antonio. So keep an eye on that, and it's <laughs> going to happen before 20. According to this story, Jeff, uh, the commissioner wants it to be in place before he retires in 2029. Yeah, because yeah, Rob Manfred, hey, I know y'all don't like him, but Rob Manfred's legacy is going to be a pretty damn good one when you look back on it in retrospect, 20, 30, 40 years from now because the rule changes <laughs> to help the game, to make the game more exciting, more appealing to young people, to modernize it, have been wildly successful. And this is going to be wildly successful, expanding it to wherever they expand it to. Of course, Vegas will be part of it, but when they expand it, it's going to be successful too, especially if they hit the right market. And, I mean, I understand the idea. The truth is that the Texas Triangle, as they call it, is 75% of Texas population is in the Texas Triangle. That DF, that Dallas, oh, sure. Houston, San Antonio, and then Austin's in the middle there. That kind of Texas, that that's seventy five percent of your population. So they know they can't get Houston, they can't get Dallas, but there's still you know two major cities in there um, that <laughs> are unaccounted for that don't really have a growing. baseball team. And, they're, and exactly, they're booming. Look actually. at them ten years from now. They're booming right. now, and they're like, nah, man, we got to get a piece of that, and we got to get in there. But they want both of them, and that's going to be the tricky part. How do you get Austin and San Antonio, two separate cultures, two well, look, separate? Look, you can say because I'm always going to look at it as it is today. But who would have thought? Gosh, how many years ago that Arlington would be this hub of sports, right? Yeah. I've always talked about San San Marcos should rally and become the Arlington of South Texas, right? Uh, Arlington is between Dallas and Fort Worth, and they've become 
Sports Central. That's true. That's where everything is. My bad. Um, if you got the right politics, and now you got the one thirty corridor, and they're they're expanding. Um, you know, seven. What, what is it? Uh, out, out west that way. Uh, the difference running down to San Antonio now. Uh, that you pos two eighty one. That's ever expanding. So you have other corridors, and, and so it could San Marcos be a uh, or in that realm be a spot. Not, not like in downtown Texas State, but out west on one thirty. Where you could have a baseball, and, and just think big picture. Think Arlington uh, mm-hmm. down the road as yeah. this area grows, interest grows. That's what baseball is looking at. They're seeing the the fertile dollars. They're seeing the growing population and the rooftops, and that they're seeing that it's a baseball, you know, crazy area. It people is a love people love baseball in this great state. Yes, they so do. we'll keep an eye on that. That's from ESPN yesterday. Uh, dropped yesterday with Jeff Passan about uh, expansion is coming. Just when and where. And Austin is one of the top opportunities or possibilities. Let's get uh, Rod's first rant of this Thursday. Rod's Rant of the Day is brought to you by Apple Leasing, the easiest and safest way to get a new car, any make, any model. Click AppleLeasing.com and experience how easy it is. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real. You ain't keeping it real. My God, okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh, you've got it now. It's time for Rod's Rant of the Day. Hold on to your butts. All right, uh, this is a couple of NFL stories that I thought were pretty interesting that I wanted to hit. And um, one of them is Justin Fields. Remember, it's a big deal that Justin Fields has unfollowed the Chicago Bears on Instagram. So we'll get to that because apparently he had an explanation as to why he unfollowed his own team on social media. And we'll get to that coming up. But uh, first, I want to get to this Antonio Pierce sound because it, it's really interesting. And some people thought that the – the NFL may actually have something to say about Antonio Pierce's comments. So Antonio Pierce, head coach now of the Raiders, uh, he understands he's got to face Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, who have dominated that division. Even before Patrick Mahomes got there, they were dominating that division with Alex Smith as the starting quarterback. Uh, and now these, you know, the, the dynastic run that Kansas City's on, they're trying to three-peat. Right? Uh, they're trying to become the first NFL team to three-peat. That's how dominant they have been to the whole entire league, but especially in their own division. So uh, now you got Jim Harbaugh is going to be in that division. Uh, you got Sean Payton in that division as a head coach. I mean, it is, and of course, Andy Reid is in the GOAT conversation now because of what he's done the few year, last few years. It is a well-coached division. I mean, you got a lot of good coaches in that division. And Antonio Pierce, you know, if you look at it, I mean, one one thing is not like the other. <laughs> right, those other guys in a different category than Antonio Pierce. He has yet to prove himself. But he does have a win on his resume versus – uh, the, the 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 Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. So he's he's got that to his credit, and he's milking it right now. And so he was on a uh, he was on the Rush with Max uh, podcast simulcast, and he threw out his plan um, to basically coach against the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes year after year. Here is what Antonio Pierce had to say. And then we went into. You got the Jordan rules, and we, we, I'm calling now from now on, as long as I'm here, the Patrick Mahomes rules. So you remember when Jordan was going through it with the Pistons, all those guys in the 80s before he came, Michael Jordan, the Air Jordan, the Pistons used to whoop his Anytime he came to the hole, elbows, filling them, love taps. We touched them. We in the head, mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. I'm touching you. So I showed those guys Jordan getting his whooped. 
All right. So uh, the Jordan rules, all right, well documented. And, uh, yes, they were a thing. The Mahomes rules now, the Patrick Mahomes rules, do we have those? He basically say he's going to rough up. They're going to rough up Patrick Mahomes. They got to get to him. They got to rough him up. And do we think this is going to end up being bulletin board material, or do we think that Antonio Pierce has, uh, has found something, that this is a potential formula for him to beat and, I don't know, topple the Kansas City Chiefs somehow? What do we think we're talking about this during the season? Bulletin board material? For sure, for sure. And uh, we you don't know, think he, he did beat. They did beat Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. That's why he's. That's why he's talking like this. He's saying we have proof of concept. Yes. We did it. We did this, and we beat them. And you know, every team in that division, every team in the AFC has to have some kind of Patrick Mahomes rules. Um, but yes, I get what he's saying. I uh, probably shouldn't say it out loud. I mean, you know, these are things you talk about behind the scenes. But, yeah, everybody's trying to rough up Patrick Mahomes. Everyone's trying to be physical with guys. But the, the, the rules are making it less and less possible to be physical with quarterbacks. Um, you know, it, it, you, you can do it, but you can also get about a lot of 15-yard penalty. You can, yeah. But he's saying that that's what they're going to do. He's saying, like, that's kind of – got to get in his head. we got to make him think about that. Um, and I will say that, you know, Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs, he runs around a lot more because um, I think he, he's going, against, going up against better teams. And he doesn't stay in the pocket as much. He run, hell, he led the team in rushing <laughs> in the Super Bowl. He does run a lot more in the playoffs than he does in the regular season. Maybe against the Raiders you'll start seeing him run a lot more if they're, they're coming after him uh, and he knows that they're trying to do harm to him. Um, but, yeah, you're right. Usually you can't touch quarterbacks, and especially that guy. You can't touch that guy. But it'll be – that division now is – it's loaded. There's an arms race going on, and you totally understand why, because Andy Reid and Kansas City have dominated that division. Even before Patrick Mahomes, they were still dominating that division with Alex Smith. So um, Chargers upgraded, uh, Denver Broncos upgraded. Those, you know, both of those teams have great coaches, borderline Hall of Fame caliber coaches. And now you got Antonio Pierce. I think he's kind of—he may be a little insecure too about coaching in that division as a first-time head coach and going up against all those juggernauts, if you will. All right, so let's get to the uh, the Justin Fields sound because there are two pieces of audio I want to get to here, uh, Ty. That I—I um, don't—I don't know why Justin Fields um, decided to take a stance here, but he took the wrong one, and we'll get to that here in a second. But first, his explanation as to why he unfollowed the Chicago Bears, his own team on Instagram. He went on the St. Brown Brothers podcast, which is Amonra St. Brown, Equinemia St. Brown. Um, they do a podcast, and he went on there, and they asked him straight up about why you unfollowed the Bears. It became a big story that you unfollowed the Bears, but started following several Atlanta Falcons players, Bijan Robinson, Kyle Pitts, Drake London. Uh, here is what Justin Fields had to say on their podcast. Since wait, since we're here, hold on. But I mean, what's we're with not. The, what's, no, 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 no. Since we're here, what's with the unfollow with the Bears? What's, what's up with that? Man, bro, I'm glad we're talking about it because people. Why do people take social media so serious? Like, <laughs> but like, why are you why are you unfollowing the Bears? Like, I still mess with the Bears. It's not. I'm just trying to take a little break. I unfollow the Bears and the NFL, bro. I'm not just trying to have football on my timeline. Like, mm. I know y'all mess with a girl, EQ especially. All right, there you go. That's enough. So that's, that's his excuse. He said, I don't just want to have football on my timeline. I guess we could have saved this for Bullish or BS. Bullish or BS, do we believe Justin Fields, gentlemen, that no. he just didn't want to have the NFL? He didn't have football on his timeline. I do feel that, though. 
I do feel that because the algorithm, it populates based on who you follow and based on what you like and all those kind of things. I could see somebody saying, nah, man, I'm on vacation. I don't, I don't want to deal with that. But I don't believe him either. But it's, it's, a, it's, a, good, it's a decent excuse. I would say it's a decent excuse. Uh, props in for them for asking the question properly. And I like how he said that you, you, know, you don't have to be following a girl to be up in her DMs. You know what I mean? Or you know, you're not, we're messing with her, what he said. Uh, well, so we'll see. I mean, I don't. Um, yeah, but how would your wife he, feel about if you unfollowed her on Instagram? Oh, for sure. Uh, no, I mean, it's 100%. A statement. 100%. It's a statement. It's communicating. It is communicating something, uh, without a doubt. And uh, whether it's passive-aggressive or, you know, but look, he's not in any, any control of this. He's going to get traded. They're going to draft Caleb Williams in Chicago. Um, so I don't have a problem with him. I mean, he, he, what, what are the percentages that he's going to be a Chicago Bear next year? Not very high. Like uh, zero? Uh, probably hovering around at least like less than 5%. Anything you hear from the Bears yeah. or any of their personnel between now and April, don't believe, right? This is the season where you're trying to, you know, blow smoke. Uh, they, they're going to trade him because they're going to draft Caleb Williams. And so you want to drive up as much value. They're going to play the idea of, well, no, we, we may keep Justin Fields. We're considering keeping Justin Fields. They're not going to pass on Kelly Williams. They're, no. not, they're, they're in a spot to take a, um, you know, one of the highest-rated quarterbacks to come out of the draft since Andrew Luck. Um, you know, there's no guarantees at quarterback, but this one fills a lot of boxes. Uh, and and as, I, as we said, you played the sound yesterday of uh, Daniel Jeremiah. You know, they've had 39 games of jail Justin Fields to see him. They know who he is. They know who he is. Yeah. And, and yes, he's been undercoached. Yes, he's had a bunch of different coordinators. But it, it, 40 games of sample size, it, it doesn't mean he still can't play in the league, Rod. It doesn't mean he can't be a good quarterback. But if you have a chance to take a great quarterback, you're going to take the great quarterback and trade the good quarterback. I know. But if anybody will screw it up, it would be the Chicago oh, for Bears. Sure. Because, I mean, they still kept Eberflus around. Everybody knows that he's a dead man walking. And he's going to end up getting fired. So you're also going to go through the same cycle of a, drafting a young quarterback and then firing his coach early and having him have a new coordinator come in there and play, call the plays. This, that's what they do. This is the Chicago Bears way to find a way to screw up a quarterback, 100%. and they've done it for decades. I don't know what it is. So that even that, oh, I think, think. miscalculation by the Chicago Bears. Uh, okay, so this is why Justin Fields, and, and, and he's right. It's it's inevitable. He's going to get traded. He knows this. Um, this might be the proof of it. He was asked about <laughs> LeBron and MJ in the debate. Remember, he is the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears where MJ is a saint. He's past made man status. He's a saint. The Pope. Here is basically what Justin <laughs> Fields said. He had basically who he chose in the LeBron versus MJ debate. I'm out of this. I'm out of this. He said, I like LeBron. That was Justin Fields, ladies and gentlemen. That was the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears saying on a podcast that he likes LeBron. It, even if you do like LeBron, you don't say that if you plan on being the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears because he is saint status in that city. Hell, he might be, I don't know, he might be the most important person to ever come out of Chicago. Honestly, he's in that kind of category, all right? He's in Mount Rushmore of the city of Chicago, potentially. And this dude just... 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Took yeah. a, he, Just, first, uh, took a big fat one on it. Two things. <laughs> everybody has a right to <laughs> their opinion. Everyone yes. has, but he's wrong, <laughs> but which is fine. But everybody can have their own opinion on things. You can have your opinion. But he's not going to be the quarterback of the Bears. They may, that's, I think that's the proof because nobody who's going to be the, the quarterback of the Chicago Bears would say something like that because he understands he's going to be ostracized and excommunicated from the, 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 the Chicago community, period. And they see this is already making the rounds. So Chicago people are already upset about it. And they should be. You can. That's, uh, that's blasphemous. Blasphemous. Man. That is blasphemous. You can't do that. You well, can't do that. That's well, like me talking and, trash and, on, on VY in this town. You can't do that. Or and, DKR. Can't do it. Uh, and it would lead football people and fans to say, you know, quarterback's a judgment position. Come that's, on. That's bad judgment. That's bad judgment, bro. And that's a bad pick. That's, uh, that's <laughs> bad judgment. Yeah, that's bad judgment. Well, you can you can be a LeBron fan if you, if you like that. I mean, I'm a LeBron guy. I, I think MJ's a, MJ was obviously a better player than, than LeBron, but I'm a LeBron guy. You can state if, you know your opinion, but you don't have to. That not on that stage, man. Not on that stage, and not as the starting quarterback of the Chicago Bears. No. Yeah, he's going to be a Falcon or he's somewhere else. He's going to be somewhere else. Pittsburgh. Or, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. That was the the gambling market. Say Pittsburgh. Not anymore. Uh, not anymore. Who do they say now? Russell Atlanta. Wilson is like minus three hundred to be the next quarterback at Pitt, <sighs> in Pittsburgh, and then Atlanta. That's another thing about all the social media stuff is Justin Fields followed. Bijan, Kyle Pitts, and Drake yeah. London, as well, at the same time that he unfollowed the Bears. So that's yeah, this, it's yeah, for man. him to say that it's not doesn't mean anything. Is uh, I don't know. He see, he seems. I've been saying this since he got drafted. He does not seem like the smartest of quarterbacks, in my opinion. Or yeah, he's he's starting the pot though. He's starting the pot. So oh yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so he's got a plan for it. Maybe his agent has a plan. His agent, this agent is probably telling him, "Hey, man, do this, do that." At least that'll get you out there. It's very NBA, it. NBA-like. Yes, that's a great – it is. But I always talk about the NBA-ification of the NFL. This is another example of the NBA-ification of the NFL. <laughs> All right. Well, and at the end of the day, his team, the Bears, who we unfollowed are in control of the situation. They have to trade him. Uh, he's, he's not a free agent by any stretch, and they've got to make that call. We'll see. Uh, and it's, this text accurately says the mj LeBron debate is generational. Yeah, I mean, Justin Fields growing up in the in the LeBron generation. I get it. Uh, but and, you saw the last dance, so <laughs> you you know you know what it, you know what it is, and you the starting quarterback of this Chicago. You drive past that oh, statue you know all the you, time. You know where you play. Yeah, you know where you play, man. Read, hey, man, read the room. We'll come back. Come on now. Speaking of uh, the last dance, I've got uh, a bullish or BS question involving that team, which is that I find interesting. We'll see if you do. We'll also get back to some of the other top stories, including the college football playoff. Already talking about fourteen teams over the twelve team model that was adopted this week. We've also got uh, Texas basketball on the brain, uh, baseball coming to Austin, Texas, and potentially maybe San Antonio, uh, the big leagues, all kinds of good stuff on a Thursday. Hook them up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook them up. 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. National Margarita Day on this Thursday. It's also National Chili Day. Do we, we need to have the beans and chili debate? Probably not. Those go. You can put those together. You can have sure. chili and margarita. 
You get a chili margarita. Uh, yeah, if we, chili we, and a margarita. Especially if it was like chilly out, but it's going to be ding near 90 degrees today. Believe yeah. that? We're going to be 88 degrees in Austin, Texas today Perfect with the wind out of the Mark. south. Yeah, it is. It's Perfect uh, day. 20, 25 degrees warmer than the normal temperature on February the 22nd. So get out and enjoy that. Uh, yeah, chili, but chili and beans. It's one of those things, that I think you and I are similar on this, Rod. I mean, um, we're, we're kind of from the school of whatever floats your boat. Like, if you want beans in your chili, put beans in your chili. Go ahead, man. But I know there are a lot of you out there, man. You, uh, you will die on that hill. Yeah, anything's like sacrilegious. Yo, man. To put beans in your chili. I got them. And it's not even chili then. It's like yeah. Bean soup or something. I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I don't take it that personal. I, I've had I've had good chili without beans. I've had good chili with beans. Um, my wife does a thing where she like mashes up the beans. Ooh. It's, oh, it's good. Kind of like that. Oh yeah, it's well, mashed up beans. Where I come from, yeah, where I come from. My, my, growing up in Ohio, oh, yeah. we used to have beans. Right? We, uh, beans yeah. But, uh, look. You know, you, when you're when you're feeding kids, Rod, you're trying to put you you want them to get full. You want it hearty. You want it as hearty, hearty. as you can get it. Yeah. So my mom true. used to put those little uh, white potatoes in it, Ooh. like those little oh yeah, little small ones, little small potatoes. Oh yeah, that's nice. I um, like that to give it some heartiness. Oh, so it turned into a stew. And it, we, she would make uh, chili. You, you do chili mac. So you just take some, some uh, macaroni noodles and put the chili on top of it so you oh, get some pasta up man. in there. Oh, what? Oh, yeah. That, ooh, that's a concoction right there. Chili mac. That's, I like a little cheese. That's not bad, man. Yeah. That's not bad. I like that. I'll tell you, man. Some, it's, like, it's not Ooh. peanut butter and jelly level, but if you put some really good chili on top of some Kraft macaroni and cheese wow, or shells and cheese, you're going. Okay. You're on top. I mean, I, honestly, <laughs> I might have to try some of that one day. That's wild. That's not bad, though. I like the chili way it mac. sounds because it thickens it up. Basically, turns it. it does it turn it into basically a, a, a stew, it feels like? It's so just, if you're like me, because to get full, if you're really hungry, you got to eat a couple of bowls of chili. Mm-hmm. You put some mac in, mac in there, some potatoes, and you just need one bowl of chili then. And then wow. you're filling people up, man. It's you got to fill the, fill the hole. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. I'm with you. I, I like to eat, especially if you got a lot of kids. Come on, man. You got to be, you got to make, you got to do make concoctions like that. My mom, we used to eat chili cheese and rice, and that was kind of a meal. It's weird, but it was cheap. <laughs> And honestly, we hey. could kind of make it quick. Chili, cheese, and rice. You chili, make chili, cheese, and rice. And we just throw some rice in there and some cheese. Boom. Chili, cheese, and rice. Done. This yeah. says uh, putting beans in chili is like saying brawn over MJ. <laughs> like, of course. I love it. I love the people that are passionate and are going to are gonna die on that hill, man. I know. Not, we're not going beans in my chili. It, I've had not good chili, both. Man. It right. is, it, to me, it's different than, like, you know, the bar- Kansas City barbecue and Memphis barbecue and Texas barbecue. Like, that's a – I'm a passionate about that. I'm like, no, Texas barbecue is by far and away better than Memphis and <laughs> Kansas City barbecue. But some people swear by Kansas City barbecue. I'm like, I don't know. I think it's a very, it's a huge difference. I've had all of them. Uh, this is that's called hamburger helper, fellas. Well, look, I get it. Uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hamburger helper fan back in the day. I got through college at some level on some hamburger helper. Yeah, we were into uh, ramen noodles a lot. We knew hamburger, we ramen, a lot of ramen noodles when I was broke in college. That's good stuff. But you're right, that is kind of a hamburger. That's an advanced hamburger helper. That's, that's homemade, man. Yeah. Mama's chili. Mama's chili with some potatoes and some pasta in that joint. Come Ooh. on, man. It's it also uh, good, wash right. it down with a margarita. Couldn't do that when you were a kid, I can tell you that. Hey, so uh, we've got a lot <laughs> of top stories here. We talked uh, college football playoff, already talking about 14 teams. Um, maybe by the end of this, within the next month, according to Bill Hancock, they would like mm-hmm. a, a formal plan in place. Uh, they're having um, some uh, robust conversations up in Dallas about uh, all hands on deck. And, look, we, we know yeah. the SEC and the it's Big Ten are in, in control of this conversation. Uh, as far as who, who wields the big sticks in the conversations. But at uh, the same time, everybody's trying to get their say. 
Um, but, I mean, obviously the more at-large teams that there are, the more opportunities for Big Ten and SEC teams to land in they win. The, the playoff, which is what yeah, they're looking for. Exactly. Um, so that's why they're pushing for it. And I think, like I said, once the ratings come in and the – like they get the numbers for the revenue, they're gonna want to expand it. I didn't, I didn't know they were talking about it at the time, but I did say yesterday they're gonna expand it really quickly, sooner rather than later. They were talking about expanding even, you know, before they well, announced the new format. So it's inevitable; it's gonna expand. Is it gonna be fourteen or sixteen? Is the question. Well, the, essentially, the vote, the vote early in the week uh, to go unanimous was just to get that settled, right? Yeah, the format. We have to have a plan for this year. Yeah. When the season starts in yep. 200 days, yeah. we've got to have a plan. Uh, and so, okay, and remember, it would have been voted on last year, but the Pac-12 abstained from voting, and now the Pac-12 doesn't exist. Nah, <laughs> so they're they made out. made a lot of bad decisions. <laughs> yeah, so they're yeah, out. They this thing would have been – so the 12 team just needed to be rubber stamped for this year and next year. And what they're talking about now is what it looks like beyond 2025. What 2026 and beyond look like? Is it 14? Is it 16? Mm-hmm. Um, because, look, I mean, the, the, to have five automatic qualifiers, the automatic conference champions, that assures that everybody gets a seat at the table. That That's assures right. that each of the you know, four conferences, Big 12 included, have a, a spot in the playoff. Because, you know, if the Big 10 and the SEC had their way, they, they wouldn't even have automatic qualifiers. We would just take the top 12 teams or the top 16 teams. Get rid of these conference championships. But I am a fan of the fact that they said, you know what? Because I know a lot of people out there are saying, well, just make it the top 12 teams or top whatever teams. Just put them in a playoff and let's go. Uh, I like the idea of conference championships mattering. I think that I is like a that, that, that adds intrigue. And, you know, as we lose more and more history of college football, you know, the, the history of the, the sport of football, Rod, is win your district, make the playoffs, right? Win your conference. It matters. It's, it does it's what matter. you build your team for. Yep. What you what you spend the off season talking about? Yeah, and, and the fact that you you know every even under the twelve team model, I mean, legitimately when that goes into place this year, you know every coach at the Division One level the could say, look, if we win our conference, we could play for the national title. Exactly right. I mean, the, the odds are slim, but if we win the conference. We could play for the national championship. That's never been able to been said before in college football, Rod. Um, that every right. school should, even under the twelve team model, because as we've said, the the, the the power four conference will have a guaranteed spot, and one other team mm-hmm. will have a guaranteed spot uh, if they win their conference, and they're yeah. the highest rated uh, group of five conference winner. So yes, every team can go to camp saying we can play for the national championship, which I like. So I do favor the conference championship model, which then that's why the Big Ten and the SEC are pushing for. Okay, then if we're going to do that and guarantee these spots for teams that at the top that aren't as good as our teams, we should go ahead and make sure we have more at-large bids so we can get more of our teams in. Yep. No, I agree with you 100%. And I I like that model, too. I really do. I like them rewarding being a conference champion. Um, and I actually I said I'm, I'm, I'm not opposed to expansion either. I mean, I think it, it's going to happen eventually. If it's <laughs> what, what they say, if it's if whatever is going to happen eventually, make it happen immediately. So, I, you know, if it's inevitable, make it immediate. I got no problem with that, if them expanding it and deciding this may be the last year of 12 and they'll just go straight to 14 or 16, or they'll stay at 12 for a few years, and then they'll renegotiate with the TV networks about expansion. And the streaming services. And the streaming services about expansion. Hey, if we go to 16, what is that worth? Once they figure out exactly, I guess they figure they know what the want the 12 team is worth, whatever they believe that's worth, and then they'll renegotiate for the 16 team. Interesting yeah. here, uh, and according to Bill Hancock, they're, they're, they're having these debates. The lingering three issues remaining unresolved, access, this is what we're talking about right now. Yep. How many can get in? How many can get in? And what's, what's the, the format? What's the apparatus to get yeah. in? Distribution of money. So how the money divides up, that's, that's on the table. It's always big. 
And then here it is, Rod, governance. Who governs this? Yeah, who's in and charge? who's in charge? This could be the push towards what we talked about, the splitting away from the NCAA and controlling big-time college football um, yourselves with some type of new body entity. Because they're uh, already split from the, 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 the championship, right, is not an NCAA championship. No. In the college football playoff, it's separate yeah. already. They they started taking power yeah, that was a while ago. You know, football conferences took power away from the NCAA and the football side way back in the eighties. Yeah, they're like, nah, no, yeah, yeah, you, you be over basketball and other. You stuff. do everything else. We, yeah, got, yeah, we yeah. got football. We got here. football taken care of. <laughs> we'll take yeah. it. And that's got to go to the next level because, as you said, uh, you said it earlier. Every professional sport is trying to expand their playoffs. Yep. Well, oh, this yes. is now a professional sport. I think we all know that. Feels I like mean, that. Uh, uh, used to be, as Johnny Manziel would say, used to be under the table. Now it's a little bit above the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there needs to be governance of that over-the-table spending and conversation. That is what uh, needs to happen next. But uh, they're talking about that right now. So you've got the uh, – and if you're wondering who, is in, who, who are these people we're talking about here, this is the College Football Managing uh, Committee, which yep. is the FBS commissioners, commissioners of each conference, mm-hmm. and Notre Dame's athletic director. That's who's there. <laughs> hey, Notre Dame still got, got influence. There you go. And Notre Dame's athletic director. Yes, there they're still go. hanging around. Yeah. yeah. Hey, because they, they, everybody knows that want, they want Notre Dame in. Once Notre Dame's in, they're going to lock this thing down. They'll lock it down then. they yeah. got to still leave room for Notre Dame to join a conference. Here, and they're you, only going to join the Big Ten. Here's what I'm not a fan of, and here's what – I'm not a big fan of potential conference rematches in the tournament. Oh, like, yeah. Like when you get into the tournament, all of a sudden you got two Big Ten teams playing because that's the way the seeding went. Yeah. You wonder if they could jiggle the seeding to prevent that. Now, down the road as they play on into the tournament, you can't avoid that because we talked about yesterday. Like literally this year, the Texas Longhorns could play the Georgia Bulldogs three times. Yeah. Like literally could happen. Regular season. Um, it is it may not and probably won't, but it could. If Texas, you know, they play, we know they play in, yeah. on, April the, on October the 21st here in Austin. Mm-hmm. They could meet in the SEC championship game. And then, obviously, both could make the playoff and could meet in the playoff at some point. So yeah. you could have three Georgia-Texas matchups this year. Um, you know, we've had two, two Georgia-Alabama matchups before, um, pretty recently, too, uh, when they met in the SEC championship game and then in the championship game. You got high ratings, too. Oh, yeah. I mean, they got big ratings for that game. But, that, that, you know, there could be three Georgia-Texas games this year. Just know that. Uh, yeah, you're right. I mean, I guess they could do something to try to avoid it. But, I mean, I get – yeah, I guess that's why you want to expand it because you don't you want to try to avoid that early if you can. Yeah, at least early on you could have you know a lot of variety in the matchups, a lot of diversity in the matchups from different conferences. Um, but yeah, later on as you advance, I mean you're still going to come down to your big boys. Yeah, so oh I know. Yeah, yeah, I mean now, I, once you get to the ball game, yeah, that's but, fine. But you're right, early on I'm with you. Try to avoid that. That, that's what, that's and, why expansion would help. And the seeding committee can actually seed them so you avoid that in that first round. Yeah. Right? So you try to, okay, we're going to make a rule. We're not going to do, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know we're, we're going to separate the conferences. Yep. Um, you know. And was, some kind of pools or whatever yeah. you want to do. You can make it, yeah, you can you we'll make see. it funky. But right. I'm with you. That's and remember those first round games, whether there's, you know, four is on the, on the agenda right now. Um, is that right? Yeah. Uh, with 12 yeah, teams. Yeah, because you got four buys. Yeah. Four buys and then so four games. That, eight games. You know, if you go to if you go to fourteen and remember the the, the on the table conversation up there, folks. If you're just tuning in here in this conversation, with if they go to fourteen, only two teams will get a buy essentially in the first round. Okay? Uh, yeah. Instead of the four, yeah, the top two would then be off, and then the three and four would be playing in okay. the first round. So you'd have six first round games, uh, and the two weeks after the uh, the championship Saturday, the top two would have the the, the week off. Uh, so you'd have you know. 12, home games, 12 right? teams at home sites. Right? Yeah, 12 teams playing on home sites, yeah. two off, okay. and then you go quarterfinal, semifinal, beyond that. Yeah. Okay, uh, good stuff right there, good debate. We'll come back with some bullish or BS. Rod mentioned earlier Michael Jordan and that uh, 
last dance conversation. We've got the, some of his teammates who are going to, well, we'll see if you're bullish or BS on this. This is pretty interesting to me. Uh, we'll have it coming back on Hook'em Up with Ian Rodby. Aaron Hogan, Rod Babers, Hook'em Up, 1019 AM 1260, The Horn. Bullish or BS time. Started the hour talking about uh, Jeff Passan at ESPN saying that uh, Rob Manfred and the Major League Baseball folks are planning to expand to 32 teams by 2029 as Rob Manfred retires. Wants it in place. It's not if, it's when and where. And they list Austin and San Antonio. This corridor is the number one spot for expansion, which led us to a big conversation about who and what and where and how, uh, which there are more questions than answers on that. But how about this one? Uh, A texter says, how about this name for the baseball team? (laughs) The Austonio Lone Stars. (laughs) Whoa, then you – then you're gonna upset Austinites and oh, yeah. uh, San Antonio yeah, you'd have folks. To pick a market. Yeah, you gotta pick. You gotta pick one. You gotta pick a side. Now there, there's an argument to be made. You could call it the <laughs> South Texas Lone Stars because uh, you already have the Texas Rangers. But I don't think you want to put a, a directional thing on a Major League Baseball team. Yeah. That would just be my thought. But yeah. uh, you know, but again, if you're going, if you want to cater to both markets, look. I mean, uh, people be like, oh, that ain't South Texas. That's just, Central but, Texas. But I mean, I would argue that it's going to be called Austin, and I, I like the name they mentioned, Austin Bats. I would be bullish on that just because you hit the ball with a bat, and it's yeah. a lot of bats here. That'd be kind of cool, uh, kind of you know, city, city, city culture. Yeah. But I, Austin's going to win the naming conversation because the money's it's Austin. the money here. The money's in Austin, and you have to pick one. Yeah. Uh, it like it's like you know the Dallas Cowboys play football in Arlington, yeah, and they cater to Fort Worth mm-hmm. fans. So do the Texas Rangers, yep. But they're called. The, da- the Dallas Cowboys. That's what the money is. Yeah. So even if you have a team in San Marcos off I-30, it's going to be the Austin Bats. Exactly. And you're going to sell to the to the money. Tesla, yeah. all the all the all tech the money. All the corporate, all the oh. Fortune 500 companies to, that are here. Get and... out to Q2 Stadium tomorrow night for the yeah. home opener or the season opener, and you'll see a lot of uh, yeah. a lot of tech money in those suites. Yeah, I mean, Austin has more billionaires and more millionaires in San Antonio, so it's just that simple. And we've already yeah. had you know, minor league baseball at the highest level for you know two decades now in the AAA Round Rock Express. The baseball market is fertile uh, down in the San Antonio as well. So keep an eye on that. Hey, Rod, <laughs> bullish or BS on this bad boy here? This is interesting to me. You talked about the uh, the the Michael Jordan-driven docu-series, The, the Last Dance. It's great. It was a great documentary. But, of course, Michael Jordan had editorial control. Of so it was told did. from his perspective. Yeah. And painted him as as positive a light as he can. And, according to some of his former teammates, painted some of those former teammates in a negative light. Well, how about this? Scotty Pippen, Horace Grant, Uh and Luke Longley are embarking on the No Bull Tour. They're going to go on tour for live conversations in front of live audiences who can ask questions. And it's a No Bull Tour where they're going to tell their side and give their perspective on the Last Dance documentary. Okay. That's not bad. Bullish? Uh, yeah, I'm bullish on it cause, just because uh, we're going to get some great, great. you know, I, honestly, I say, um, yeah, I'm bullish on it. I like it because we're going to get some great material. Still a lot of out meat this. on that bone, Rod. Still, like, so we'll get some great material out of this. There will be some stories that we haven't heard or there will be some clarification on some of these stories. So I'm, I'm with it. Yeah, I like it. It's going to be good content for the off season. <laughs> yeah. When do they start this day? They start immediately. Come on. It's already happened. They've already there had you one go. episode. I'm trying Boom. to pull something. Beautiful. And this is like a live in-person thing yeah, with so a people, moderator. So people are, oh, yeah, it's going to be even better. That means we can get them on the spot. They had no chance to prepare for these questions. 
I love it. I like it, actually. Horace Grant's quote. A lot of people really want to ask us questions about that bull blank documentary. Yeah, they do. <laughs> Boom. I'm, I'm all about it. I like that. That's going to be good. That's actually well, might get some quality it's gonna content. Lead, you know it's going to lead to some shade to, towards the GOAT. Oh, of course it is. Yeah. Which, which, and then the GOAT. And the GOAT have to respond. Oh, yeah. And the GOAT have to respond to the shade. Oh, yeah. this is good. We, need to, we need to know more about. You know, MJ's time with the Bulls, the the last dance was the great was great, you know, kind of inside info and it gave you gave great stories. But as you pointed out, yeah, MJ sanitized it quite a bit from his perspective. In his favor. Yeah, exactly. Wanted to make him look like a saint and we know that wasn't the case. So I, I like this. Yeah. Well, and uh, Horace Grant's quote, well, you know me, I speak my mind, and it's going to be a no BS tour. Hey. A lot of people want to really ask us questions about that BS documentary. Just come out, get the tickets, and you will hear a lot. Three sides to every story, you know. Somewhere there's, somewhere there's so, truth. There's one side, the other side, and then there's the truth. Yeah. So we'll, now at least we'll get the other side, then we can kind of decide for ourselves what the truth is, there somewhere in between. That's good stuff. I like that. Bullish on that. What do you have, Rod? Um, okay, so is there age discrimination happening in coaching hires, uh, the most recent coaching hires? That is one of the theories going around. Pro Football Talk had an article about it, uh, that the average age of the eight new head coaches uh, with, you know, with Mike McDonald, 36, Jared Mayo, 37, Brian Callahan, 39, Dave Canales, 42, Antonio Pierce, 45, Raheem Morris is 47, Dan Quinn, uh, was pretty old. He's at 53. Uh, and Jim Harbaugh was old, too, because he's older, I should say, at 60. Their average age is 44.8. Um, if Ben Johnson had taken a job, which everybody thought he was a front runner for that Washington job uh, that Dan Quinn got, you know, that average number for the new head coach would have been around 42. Uh, what are your thoughts? Is there age discrimination happening uh, with head coach hires in the NFL? Belichick out, Pete Carroll out. Uh, you know some of those goats out, but they were a little bit older. Is that is it happening, or are we just is out now an outlier of a coaching carousel yeah, cycle? I think it's an outlier. I mean, I, look, I mean, we we came in the morning and after it happened, that gosh, within a seventy, you know, thirty six hour period, we had Nick Saban retire, Bill Belichick divorces the Patriots, and Pete Carroll's out. I mean, three of the greatest coaches of this generation. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's an outlier. I mean, because yeah. I've been doing this 25, 30 years. Right? I don't, I don't, I don't remember a day like that. I mean, these are just older coaches that all happened at once, and Nick Saban's not a part of that. I'm not seeing discrimination. Yeah, I'd have to see a case made for why it's discrimination, and not just, you know, there was a change of scenery needed, in, a change of voice in New England. I don't know if it's discrimination, but NFL coaching hires are definitely trending younger. There's no doubt about that. I think that's just the thing. Hell, what you're talking about back when Sean McVay was hired or when Channel was hired for the 49ers, it's, it's trending toward being younger. Matt LaFleur, Zach Taylor, it's trending toward younger. I mean, look at them. Sure, no, I get you, it. Look, literally look at the coaches now. They're all kind of like little heartthrobs and uh, zaddies <laughs> that women like. Women never were attracted to NFL head coaches <laughs> back in the day. They all look like Andy Reid. <laughs> I'm not going to call uh, it discrimination. I'm gonna no, say no, I'm not saying that, but it's trending younger. There's no 100%. doubt it's trending younger. Yeah, well, yeah. And that's I, don't be- say, I don't think it's discrimination, but it's trending younger. Well, I think that's more of the copycat conversation because it's working. Yeah. I mean, Sean McVay won a Super Bowl. It's on Zion. Kyle yeah. Shanahan doing a great job. I mean, uh, Matt LaFleur is doing a great job. I think it's, a, it's more of a man. Th- these young guys know their stuff. And we need them at the head of our organization. Uh, all right, we'll come we back. We don't call it discrimination, but somebody older might. They might. They might. <laughs> we'll be back. We'll be back with Ian Rodby.